It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I barely made it to a Thursday. I apologize in advance for any coughing, wheezing, sniffling, Dayquil infested. I got the uh, got the cough drops today. You might hear some clicking in the, as the cough drop is moving around in my mouth. But here I am playing hurt again, Scooter. That's what real champs do. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage and me. By the way, it is Thursday, January nineteenth. Last day I'm going to be able to wear shorts for a while. It's beautiful out there. Is it? It's going to get windy tonight. It's going to get cold tonight. And maybe get to 40 tomorrow. Maybe. Hmm. So February is close. February is National Suicide Month, I think. I'm not sure about that. I can't confirm that. But, boy, it's just a dank month. It's terrible. Thank goodness it's 28 days long. Well, and, and it's, you, get, you got Super Bowl. And you get the wind down of college basketball. Yeah. That's just, it's always, it's, you know, it's dark at 430. Yeah. It's just dreary. I hate February. But I love my audience. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, if you'd like to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget right now, get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito, along with any fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottle soda. When you become a new Refreshing Rewards member, simply download the app, Register for refreshing rewards and earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. A, Hit me up on Thornton's text line, 414-1450. A bacon, egg, and cheese what? Croissant. There you go. You like it when I say it that way. Yeah. That's how you have to say it. That's how it's meant the to be said. The ladies like it when I say it that way. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, by the way, I promised the wife I'd take her to lunch today. We don't have the grandson. Um, we're not picking him up from daycare today. So I, I was like, hey, I'll take you lunch. Now I feel like do I do I bail it or do I say, do I just tough it out? Man, I toughed it out to come over here and do the show. I mean, I could tough it out, take her to lunch, right? If if you don't take her to lunch, but you came over here and did the show, she might be upset. Yeah. If you're committed to one, you got to be committed to both. I'm. Yeah, you're right. You got. Thank you. Uh, nothing like it is uh, advice. Scooter advice line also is uh, that's right. Three eight four fourteen fifty. So if you just want to ask Scooter something, not on the air. <laughs> Marital advice or uh, gambling advice, whatever it is, he'll be glad to help you out. Um, should I get any better at the Yum Center? No. It was brutal last night. Um, the crowd was uh, announced at 11,000 no plus. No shot. No shot. Maybe seven to eight were in there. Over half the seats on the TV screen, oh, the camera, me. were empty. Yeah. And the camera, If you, I'll take you behind the curtain here a little bit. They, they do their best to show you camera angles where there are people in the stand. Not so easy. when there aren't in the on the camera angle, that tells me they couldn't find a spot where there were enough fans to actually shoot video. Um, 75-54 was the final. The Cards, uh, nine-and-a-half-point underdogs, lose by 21. They dropped to 2-17, and 0-8. I listened to my friend Nick Coffey on the way home. From the game on another network, we'll say. Did he uh, sound like he was he in does a, a garbage game show? Um, do I sound that no, way? No, did he sound that way? Last time I heard him on uh, a post game, he was, he was, 
I think he was at home. He's got a home studio. I think he was there. That's not a fact. It's not great. Um, I think the fan base, it's a breaking point now. They've gotten to that spot, and I, I wondered when it was going to happen, where they, they're they starting to turn on Kenny Payne. They're starting to say, we love him, NCAA champion, 86 team, Louisville legend. We love Kenny Payne, but he can't coach. And that is the that seemed to be the prevailing theme on the post games last night that I listened to. Now they got a week off, and then they got two road games at Boston College and Notre Dame before Georgia Tech comes to town. If you want anybody to show up for the Georgia Tech game on a, on a Wednesday, middle of the week, you better beat Boston College or Notre Dame, who are bad teams. They're not good teams. L. Ellis, 19 points again, five assists. J.J. Trainer 14 and six. Uh, Jalen Withers had eight points, seven rebounds. Trainer actually played well. J.J. Trainer was the lone bright spot. L. Ellis got 19. We expect that out of L. Ellis. He's got to carry the team. But Trainer 14 and six. He was active. And, and again, here's the Cardinals. They get off to the early lead. They're up 14 to 10. Pitt goes on a 17 to two run, and the game's over. It's 27 to 16. I think they cut it to six. Uh, really under five minutes to play. So in the game, but you just didn't feel like there was any chance they were going to win. And it just, it's continual. Six assists for Louisville, 21 for Pitt. Wow. Yeah. Six assists on your made baskets. That tells me you got a bunch of guys dribbling around, trying to get their own shot. Nobody moving in the offense. Um, 54 points. Again, they can't pass. I mean, you saw Jalen Withers in this, on that ball. He uh, saved in bounds that was, right off his teammate. That's bad luck because Curry turns <laughs> around to run down court. Sidney Curry's not supposed to bring the ball up the floor, right? But Withers has fallen out of bounds. He throws it to a white jersey that he sees, and it hits Curry in the back. Pitt guy grabs it, lays it in. The a microcosm, not only of the night, but of the season. It is a possibility. That Louisville finishes this season two and thirty. Two and, two and twenty-nine in the regular season, and then lose the opening game in the uh, in the ACC tournament. I I'm assuming every team qualifies for the ACC tournament. I don't know that, but I'm assuming that. Two and thirty. Let's just say two and twenty-nine because that's what it would be in the regular season. Kenny Payne can't be back. I mean, let's even give him credit, give him four and twenty-seven. That's not any better. There's no hope right now. No. There's no hope. Because if I'm a if I'm a kid and I get in the transfer portal, let's say I'm good. Let's say I'm a guy that's playing at a at a Missouri Valley school. The kid from Georgia the other night came from Bradley. Mm-hmm. The kid uh, that played well against Kentucky, at least in the first half. Let's say I'm playing in the Missouri Valley and I'm looking for a school to transfer to. I've had a good year. I've averaged 15 points. Uh, if I'm a guard, maybe I've averaged seven assists. And, okay, now I can go play at a Power 6 conference school. And uh, Louisville wants me. If they're 2-29, and 29, if they're 4-27, and 27, and Kenny Payne's coming back, why, do I, why would I even consider going there? Why would I even consider going? Oh, well, you could bring the program back to prominence. These kids don't care about that. They care about a couple of things. 
I want to get to the league. All right. I think I'm good enough to get to the league. Where can I go to get coached up to get to the league? And where am I going to get some NIL money? Sadly, that's the narrative now. And championships. Well, you're not getting – I don't even think they care about championships. You don't anymore. think kids, when they're looking at schools, are like, where can I go to I win I think a when you're a little kid, when you're a little kid, you have a favorite school, like yours would have been Indiana, and if Indiana – oh, man, yes. Other than that, no. Once you get into high school, once you're a terrific player, once you got handlers, you can win a championship anywhere. Where am I going to get paid? Sadly, that's where we're at in college athletics. Mm -hmm. Where am I going to get paid? And who is going to be able to coach me to get to the next level? And Louisville might pay you a little bit, but right now there is no confidence, none, that this guy can coach. And I've said this on this program many times. There are guys that are great assistant coaches that are not meant to be head coaches. And maybe Kenny Payne is one of those guys. And you can say it's unfair, give him a year. You know, he had, they had the, the allegations hanging over him. He couldn't really get anybody out of the portal because other teams were recruiting against you saying, look, Louisville's going to get in trouble. They're not going to the tournament. All right, I'll give you a little bit of that. But you can't go 2-17 and 17 now. You can't be 0-8 in the ACC. You can't lose to Bellarmine. No offense to Scotty Davenport. Tonight's uh, play tonight, by the way, on the road. You can't lose to, to Bellarmine. You can't lose to App State, which Wake Forest almost did, but didn't at the buzzer. You can't lose to, who was the other state Wright they lost state. to? Wright State. Jeez. I don't know how they beat WKU. Same. I have no idea. Texture says the Yum Center should just play the Benny Hill theme music for 40 minutes and Dire Straits Walk of Life during timeout. <laughs> that would be funny if it wasn't true. It would be funny. It's kind of funny anyway. And they still play that same those same songs. At the, now, I will say this. For the last two games, at the final media timeout, they have not played the Muhammad Ali speech up on the screen. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Get the get the crowd all fired up. They haven't played it because there's no crowd. Crowd, the crowd that's there has always been good. Mm-hmm. Now you always have a couple stragglers yelling, and when Zan Payne gets in the in the game, you get some boos. But but the crowd, for the most part, small as it may be, has been really good. They were look. They cut it to six, like I said, in the second half, and it got loud in there. But at the eight-minute mark, people were leaving. Four-minute mark, the the few that were left headed out. I, Saturday, I park in the uh, LG&E garage across Main Street every game. I was in that garage twenty minutes trying to leave, just sitting in traffic. North Carolina game last night. I walked out of the arena, I walked across the street, I got in my car, and I was not I was home by nine fifteen. <laughs> the game ended at nine o'clock. <sighs> you didn't stick around and write a story? Uh there was no need. The story <laughs> right this it's the same story. I actually tweeted out at one point. There's really nothing else I can say at this point that I haven't already said. I tweeted that out during a media timeout. Louisville shot thirty four percent. 
Pitt, 49%. Louisville was 5 of 20 from 3. Pitt was 14 of 34 from three-point land, which is really good. They were 7 of 12 early. They had five straight trips where they hit a three-pointer, and all five were wide open. Wide open. In fact, one player, and Kenny Payne touched on this in his press conference last night, right in front of the bench, the guy's standing there waiting for the ball, and Kenny Payne is yelling, get over here, get over here, get over here to his defender. They got the ball to the pit player. He made the three, and he turned to Kenny Payne and said, Coach, he didn't get over here. <laughs> and that Kenny Payne said, look, I like that. I wish my guys had swag like that. You know, I wasn't insulted. But that's the point. He's got to get over there on defense. There's, I thought at the, in the first five minutes, they hustled. They got after it. It felt like the Kenny Payne comment. If you remember, John Calipari said about Oscar Shibway, oh, he's not in the gym as much as he was last year. And then Oscar went out and had 37 and 24. 37 and 24. It felt like Kenny Payne said, I had guys not hustling against North Carolina. And I understand that. Not not playing hard. Felt like first five minutes last night, they came out, they played hard. And I, I was I was thinking, talking to the people around me, hey, they got the message. That's good. This is good to see. 17 to 2 run later, we were back to square one. The hustle was gone. The hustle was gone. Does the uh, three-point guy still do the PA there? Uh, no, Sean Moss gone. Okay. It's Lance McGarvey who does uh, Lou City. Yeah. PA. I know Lance. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah. Uh, does good. does a pretty good job. Boy, it's difficult to stay positive as a PA guy when your team's getting smacked and uh, you're two and seventeen. If anybody can do it, it'd be Lance. But he does a good job. Louisville actually out rebounded Pitt thirty four thirty three. Um, doesn't matter. None of this matters. And the once the fan base checks out, and there are loyal, loyal, loyal fans who were at that game last night. But from what I heard on the post game, going heading home, they're checking out, and that is not a good sign. And if you're Josh Hurd, I, I don't want to be Josh Hurd right now. I wanted to be Josh Hurd a month ago when he introduced Jeff Brom as a new football coach. I don't want to be Josh Hurd today. Because he's hearing from two different factions. He's hearing from the Kenny Payne supporters, no matter what happens, we got to keep this guy. You got to give him two years. You got to give him a chance to get some guys through the transfer portal, that faction. And then you got the other faction that's saying, are you going to put up with this for another year? You have got to go out and get a top-level coach to come into this historic program and try to get it back on track. Who do you listen to? Now, if you're smart, and I think Josh Hurd is a really smart guy, you are already on the phone, back channels, not letting anybody know, secret phone calls saying, hey, this can't get out. However, what is your interest in the job? And I don't know who he's calling. Jay Wright would be my first call. I don't know if Jay Wright wants to take this mess on. He's He seems pretty happy doing games on CBS right now. Uh, he kind of seemed like a Louisville fan during that Kentucky he game. He certainly did. Well, Josh Hurd worked at Villanova with Jay That's Wright. True. Yeah, I forgot that. Uh, so there's, there's a familiarity there. And the convincing would have to be, look, we've got 
the infrastructure in place. We've got great facilities. We've got NIL, the uh, 502, um, what do they call these collective. things now? Collective. The 502 Collective. We've got all this stuff in place. All you got to do is get players in here. You're the coach. You got total autonomy. Bring in your staff, whoever you want. Go get you some players and and uh, get back to coaching, which if you're Josh Hurd, you really hope Jay Wright misses coaching. You're hoping Jay Wright's sitting there going, man. Now, Villanova's not good this year. At the last check, they were under 500. They barely beat Georgetown the other day on the MLK day. And Georgetown's lost 807 games in a row in the Big East or <laughs> whatever it is. But you're hoping if you're Josh Hurd that Jay Wright wants to coach again because guess what? Here's an opportunity. And I don't think any Louisville fan in either faction would get upset if Josh Hurd said, hey, we're, we're going to get rid of Kenny. Sorry it didn't work out, but we're bringing in Jay Wright. Every every Louisville fan, even the guys on the Kenny bandwagon would go, yeah, I can see that. That's probably a good move. All right, let's take a break. By the way, up next for the cards, Boston College. They've got a week off here. It's a winnable game. I don't know if you want a week off. I guess you do. If I'm Kenny Payne, I tell him for the next couple of days, just get away from basketball. That's what he did during Christmas break. Shut off. Right, we'll do it again. Didn't work then. Might not work now, but who knows? Get away from it. Don't listen. In, don't watch, don't read social media. Go spend some time with your family. Get caught up on your schoolwork. And uh, we'll come back Saturday and and start practicing again. Give them a couple days off. Go bowling. Take the team bowling. At Boston College, 9 o'clock game again next Wednesday. On the road to 2-29. and 29. All right, Indiana and Illinois tonight. Bellerman's got a game tonight. We'll look at all of those. Some golf news. Uh, some NFL news, and there was a game canceled. This is something we haven't heard in a while. There was a game canceled because of COVID last night. We'll also touch on what happened in the NBA. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big A. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass. That's the formal introduction. I didn't give it to you earlier. People know by now, huh? Yeah, Eminem Cartage hotline is open. 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. Indiana and Illinois tonight. 8.30 start on FS1. You can join Don Fisher and the gang for the pregame right here on the Big X at 7.30 tonight, followed by game action, the Hoosiers and Illinois. Illinois four-game win streak, Scooter. This is the Illinois we thought we were going to see earlier in the season. They struggled, but they're playing a lot better lately. And that is without Sky Clark. And Sky Clark departed four games yeah. ago. They've won all four. What's going on there? I don't know. Michael Mayer was a big addition. Yeah, the kid from Baylor. Mm -hmm. He can shoot it. He had his first career double double last time out. Northwestern and Iowa got canceled last night by because of a outbreak at Northwestern of COVID among the team. Yeah, is this coming back? Only had six players available for that contest. But like I told you off air, the good thing about it is, is if if this was twenty twenty, they would be out for what two three weeks. They canceled the season probably. Yeah, maybe so. 
Well, I don't know, man. Do I got to start wearing a mask again? I'm fine if I do. I'm not. But do I have to? I refuse. Well, you're, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you're from, you, you, li- you live in a red state. So do I. But you're a redneck and I'm a blue neck. So that's just the way it goes. <laughs> don't know what a blue neck is. Um, it's a Democrat. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, they will try to make up the Northwestern Iowa game later on this season. We'll see if the Wildcats are prepared enough to play their game on Saturday. Uh, some news and notes here. Live Golf signed a TV contract. We didn't know who it was going to be with. It, it appeared FS1 and FS2, part of the Fox family, uh, were going to be the best chance for the Live Golf Tour to get a deal. Apparently that didn't go over well enough that FS, see, I think you're taking a chance if you sign up, if you tie yourself to the live golf caboose. Well, yeah. Because of the Saudis and the money, where it's coming from and all that, it's dangerous. So I think Fox and their entities sort of said, you know what? We're just going to pass. CW Network. Remember the CW? What was the mascot? The frog? Mm. The hat? I don't remember CW that. CW Network is going to be. I just remember uh, CW's main show back in the day what was, was it? 7th Heaven. 7th Heaven. They played the heck out of 7th Heaven. Well, if you ha- look, you got CW on your local cable networks. They're going to be doing the rounds two and three, the second and final rounds of every live golf tournament. There are 14 of them scheduled for this upcoming season. And if you want to watch live golf and Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson and Cameron Smith and all of those guys, CW Network is where you're going to be able to uh, watch the golf. And uh, it's, look, we had to go to YouTube to watch it last year. And so it was hard to find. It wasn't easy to find. You had to go to the YouTube network, the Live Golf Network on YouTube. And I did it one time just to see what it was about. And uh, I just, it wasn't interesting to me. It wasn't interesting. You're playing. It's because of the team aspect. You're playing shotgun start, team aspect, three three rounds instead of four. It just didn't feel like real tournament golf. Uh, we'll see if that changes now that they've got their own network. They will. It will benefit them a lot being on a cable network. I mean, you're going to have guys like me and you that will just see it scrolling through our TV guide. And exactly. We'll be like, oh, okay, let's check it out. If Whereas I, that wasn't right. the case last year. If I can just if it's on my TV channel, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's just Convenience. see. Oh, look, there's Dustin Johnson. Let's see how he's doing. But, uh, again, they want to they want to uh, compete with the PGA Tour. Good luck to uh, Greg Norman and his people. We'll see what happens. Uh, NFL news. The Buccaneers have fired offense coordinator Byron Lefwich. Tampa Bay, since 2019, when Lefwich became the offense coordinator under Bruce Arians, is the number one pass offense in the NFL. That's for the last three years. And they fire the offense coordinator. This tells me Tommy's not coming back. This tells me Brady, who thanked the media at his last press conference, he's leaving Tampa. I don't know where he's going to end up. Is he going to go ahead and retire and go into the into the uh, Fox NFL booth, number one booth, with uh, Kevin, whatever his name is? I don't know. Maybe him and old Byron had a fallout. I don't Brady said, I'll come back. you got to get rid of this guy. Why would you have a fallout with your offense coordinator who's got the number one passing offense in the league? Yeah, the, but they weren't this year. In the year. last four years combined. Three years combined. This year was rough. Well, that's because they weren't protecting him, and Tommy doesn't want to get hit. He's getting rid of that football. 
He's 46. He's going to be 46 when the season starts. That is wild. 46. I'd already had two knee replacements, and my softball career had been over for quite a while. I mean, I couldn't play a professional sport right now at 33. I couldn't imagine (laughs) trying to play one at 46. 46. But Raiders, interested. Carolina, interested. (laughs) He can't go back to New England because Mac Jones is a starter. Baltimore, question mark, after they trade Lamar Jackson? Who knows? I think you got to go to Vegas, no? Yeah, I think Just so. Just go out there, have some fun. Well, he wants to go to Miami. He's got two kids yeah. that live in Miami. Uh, Miami's owner has said we're committed to Tua. So, you know, but one more head injury and Tua needs to hang it up. Yeah. Take a pause to cough there. Uh, man, I am, I am, I'm laying it on the good, line Good today. thing you put out the disclaimer at the start of the show. I'm laying it on the line today. You are. This is... Uh, Trudging this through. is Willis Reed like, <laughs> right? This I was, is I was this thinking, is Paul Pierce. I was thinking more like Michael Jordan flu game, but that was not the flu. <laughs> Just for the record, that's Mike, what they said in the last dance. Mike right? did something he wasn't supposed to be doing yeah. that night before. Yep, and yeah, uh, they you, covered that. You can blame it on uh, bad pizza. Utah, <laughs> Utah pizza parlor gave him some bad pizza. A lot of conspiracy theories. Uh, that was not the flu. Uh, Chiefs-Patriots will play in Germany next year, not against each other. They will each host a game in Germany, Kansas City and New England. That was announced by the NFL today. Uh, The three teams that will host games in London, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Buffalo. If the three London games? The three three London games, two Germany games. No Mexico City game this year because they're redoing the stadium. Gotcha. If I'm Buffalo Bill fan, this is this is Buffalo. Okay, <laughs> no offense to the city of Buffalo. What do they have in Buffalo? They got the Bills. That's it. And the Bulls. Well, the Buffalo Bulls college team doesn't <laughs> draw as much as the Bills. You're taking away a home game from me. I mean, that's what these fans live for in Buffalo. Chiefs fans. I mean. Arrowhead Stadium is full every game. I understand when you take a Jaguars game and put it over there because the fans don't show up. Maybe a Falcons They game. have this year. Well, they have late in the year. They're, they're, they're still not sellouts. Yeah. That game last week, I would be willing to bet, and I don't know this for a fact, it was not a sellout. But the Chiefs, the Bills, the Patriots, I'm surprised some of these teams that are being sent to, sent abroad. I would think Houston, you send them over. They don't, they, that's the thing. They're a bad team. They're not going to get a draw. Doesn't matter. They're sending the good the, team because they want to expand this thing as much as possible. In, the, the fans in London show up. They don't care who it is. Yeah. They, but, can, they don't know anything about it for the most part. But it can speak a lot to the NFL if you send the better teams over there. And, and here's the thing. If, if you're a season ticket holder and they take that home game from you, that should be honored over there, no? I mean, it's like you're, you've got your ticket for the game. You just got to so. figure out your way no, over there. I don't think so. That's No. And find a way to share that Can't with the that. stadium over there. Now, there are 17 games now. So back when there were 16, you had eight home, eight away. Mm-hmm. Now there's 17, so maybe they say to the Bills, look, you're getting eight home games. You're getting eight home games, eight road games, and you'll be the home team 
in London. Now, again, we don't know who these teams are playing yet either. That's another Oh, they haven't announced that? They just announced the five teams that were going to host be the home teams in these games in London and Germany. (sighs) I can't wait for this weekend. I'm so excited about the playoffs. Even Chiefs-Jaguars at 4.30 on Saturday. I'm jacked up. Is there a game you're looking forward to the most? Uh, most people are saying Dallas and, and uh, San Francisco. I'm Cincinnati-Buffalo to me yeah, same. Easy. is the game. Easy answer. I've got a post office retiree reunion to go to on Saturday evening. So I'm going to miss uh, the other NFC, the Philly, Phillies Giants. And I'm going to miss second half of Chiefs-Jaguars because of this. Re- now I'm going to have fun. I'd be you know, coming up with an excuse. And stuff. i got to pay 20 bucks for this thing to get in and bring your own alcohol. What? Yeah, it's a charity thing. They're giving it to charity. The That's alcohol? all you got to do when you when you host anything. Just say, I'm giving it to charity, even if you're not. You know, I mean, I'm giving it to charity. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. What charity are you giving it to? I'm giving it to the John Spears <laughs> Scholarship Fund. But I'm going to miss some some pro football. I'm not happy about it. You but... should have a scholarship fund at St. X. Maybe one day. No, see, I need them to pay me. By the way, St. X mailed tomorrow night uh, on our sister station, WFIE 94.7. I'll be promoting it a little bit more tomorrow, but big game, 26th district. Uh, you know, winner is going to be the top seed in the district tournament, St. X and Mail at St. X. going to be a lot of fun. Going to watch Tony Burke's freshman play tonight, St. X and Mail. Come on. Uh, at 5.30. So I was going to go to the Louisville women's game. I think they have Boston College coming in tonight, but uh, St. X, I can throw a rock from my house and hit St. X. What, what kind of coach is Tony? He is uh, always on his feet. Doesn't sit down at all? Never sits down. Is he a yeller? He is a yeller, but it's positive. Okay. It's positive yelling. I can see that. And he doesn't yell at officials. Um, you know. What if he disagrees with the call the official makes? How's he react in that situation? He'll shake his head. He'll ask them quietly as they run by. Yeah. Hey, I think you missed that one. <laughs> but, you know, mostly standing up, clapping, positive, yelling. At his, and he's got good team, too. They had a good team the last couple of years, uh, freshman over at St. X. So if you're looking for something to do tonight, 530 over at St. X, come watch Tony Burke's freshman take on the male Bulldogs. Got to work. <coughs> Unfortunately. Finally. No kidding. You haven't worked all week. I haven't worked all week. It's been nice. The uh, system was uh, pretty good last night, two and one. Was. You you know about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, DePaul, the Blue Demons, were under 500. In fact, they're still under 500, but they managed to beat eighth-ranked Xavier – 73-72, they were a decided underdog in that game. They got the win outright, so that's one system win. Yeah, they were eight-and-a-half-point underdogs, yeah. and they were ahead that whole game. Uh, and the other one, uh, also Big E, Seton Hall-UConn. Seton Hall was down 40-26 to at halftime at home, and I thought, well, system's not going to work in this game. They come from behind, get a tip-in at the buzzer or late in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 67-66, they knock off 15th-ranked UConn. Uh, at Seton Hall. So those were the two winners. The loser was a bad loser. Yeah. LSU plus uh, four, four and a half, something like that. Auburn beats LSU in Baton Rouge, 67-49. Yikes. It was ugly. So the system was 2-1. and one. Now, Tony Burke's system was 2-0. and oh. I hate having another system. 
So stay with me here. My system is unranked home teams getting points from ranked visiting opponents in the Power Six conferences. It's simple. Tony's is, okay, how about the home team that's unranked giving points to the ranked team? Right? You got a ranked team coming into your place. You're unranked, and somehow you're giving points. That happened twice last night, and they both won. Missouri over Arkansas, 79-76. to And West Virginia, Bob Huggins on the hot seat, believe it or not, 74 to 65 over 14th ranked TCU. And that game was not that close. No. And both teams were favored by, I think Missouri was favored by two, West Virginia maybe two and a half. And they both won. I I would say Missouri was fairly, there were 66 free throws in the Missouri Arkansas game. 66. That one took a while. I think it just ended. But that system went two and zero. Oh. So if you put combine the two systems, four and one yesterday, that's pretty good. Two games tonight fit the criteria. Purdue and Minnesota. The uh, Boilermakers coming off that loss in Michigan or that win at Michigan State, that last second win, two second win, uh, going to seven and nine Minnesota. I've got it at fourteen right now. Purdue is a fourteen point favorite. System says take Minnesota in the point. I don't think I could pull the trigger on that one. Can't do it. I don't think so. I mean, Minnesota doesn't have anybody to stop Zach Eady. But which doesn't Purdue, not a lot of teams. Neither do, did Michigan State. That's true. Doesn't that's true. Purdue have a little bit of a letdown? That's an emotional road win. On I think it was Monday. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Well, you also have Minnesota got crushed their last time. Illinois, right? Yeah, sounds right. Illinois beat beat the snot out of Minnesota. The factor in that the barn's a tough place to play, kind of a weird layout with the drop-down floor. 7 o'clock ESPN 2. Maybe I'll go on it. System says Minnesota. System also says take Arizona State. Late game tonight, 10.30 on FS1. UCLA is the road team. They're ranked fifth in the country. They're 16-2. and two. Arizona State's 15-3 and three under Bobby Hurley. I don't know who they've beaten, but we're we're six, seven games into conference play now. So they've beaten some teams. Uh, UCLA only a five-point favorite on the road in Tempe against the Sun Devils. Why so low? Why so low? Take Arizona State. Those are the two in my system. Now, Tony has a system bet tonight. Michigan State at home, unranked. Although they'll probably, maybe they'll be ranked next week. They are a uh, two-and-a-half-point favorite against 23rd-ranked Rutgers. Rutgers is 13-5 uh, and five on the season, 630 game on FS1. Tony's system says take Michigan State, give the two-and-a-half. And I kind of agree here. And still, it's an emotional loss Monday for Michigan State. As mm-hmm. emotional of a win as it was for Purdue, Michigan State had a one-point lead with three seconds to go against the number three team in the country and couldn't finish it off. So uh, there you go. All right, we'll take a break. I'm late to take a break. A little NBA news on the way. Some good games last night. Uh, Scooter, congratulations on your overwin on the Cleveland game. You needed. Wow. 228, got 229. Yeah, and you needed a a putback tip in from Steven Adams of the Memphis Grizzlies. I got a great (laughs) Memphis Grizzlies stat. I needed one point. On the way. 
needed one point with a minute and 10 seconds left, and it took till the last, what, 10 <laughs> seconds. Let's take a break. Listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears. In studio, final segment, Eminem Cartage Hotline open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line opens. Get your last-minute text into the show at 502-414-1450. Should Kenny Payne get another year if the cards go? I'm going to go with Scooter's number here, 4-27. and 27. Four and, I'm sorry, 2-29, and 4-27. and 27. Yeah, that would be right. Math was optional. <laughs> Should Kenny Payne get another year? 414-1450. My, uh, got a great stat on the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis beat uh, Cleveland 115-114 last night. Um, tenth win in a row. They uh, tipped it, tip in at the buzzer there by Steven Adams, the big man. John Morant missed a layup, and Adams tipped it in for the win. It is the 11th game in a row that Memphis has scored at least 115 points. That's the longest streak of that kind since 1986. That's kind of surprising with the That's way the scoring has been. 40 years ago. It's 37 years ago. With the way the scoring's been in the NBA this, this season alone, I'm surprised by that. Scoring is up quite a bit this year. Now, it's reflected if you go to Vegas and you look at the over-unders, they're all now 230s. Yeah. Some of uh, well, there was a game last night. I don't know which one it was. Two forty-four and a half. That was the Lakers game. I mean, that's sixty-one plus points mm-hmm. each quarter. Uh, but Vegas has to adapt because the offense is up. I love the when the offense is up. I love the NBA. You can sit there and and if you don't watch it, if you don't watch the NBA, the critique is always oh, they're not playing any defense. They play defense. They do. These guys, there are great defenders in the league. But the offense is just better. The offense is so good right now. It reminds me of the old ABA teams. I would go to Kentucky Colonels games when I was younger at old Freedom Hall, and those games would be 150 to 148. And it was glorious. It was great. Now, there wasn't a lot of defense in that league. This is different. These guys play defense, but the offenses are so good now. And the, and the scorers like Luka Doncic and Giannis and LeBron – are just so good. LeBron had 30 again last night. Lakers lost. All right. Um, By the way, that uh, did not go over. And I used your – Which one? That Lakers game. And I used your stupid method when it's that high, Vegas can't go high enough. Right. And Let me down. It did. It did. Could have gone to overtime, though. Overtime would have helped you. (laughs) 116-111, Sacramento. Lakers have lost three straight games now. I think by a total of eight points. LeBron said, look, we got people hurt. We can't be we can't be giving games away here. I don't know if Lakers are gonna make the playoffs. Uh let's check. Twenty and twenty five. They put up a playoff picture last night in one of the games I was watching. It was the top fourteen teams in the league. Lakers weren't even on it. Oh, that's not good. Well, Anthony Davis is again as fragile as 
you know, a piece of bacon that's crispy. <laughs> He's always injured. Lakers right now are the uh, f- they're fifth in their own division. How about that? They're last in their own division. And the Suns have been terrible, and they're still ahead of the Lakers. In the conference, the Western Conference, uh, the Lakers right now, out of 15 teams, they would be the 13th seed. Why do we still do they divisions? don't make the playoffs. Any reason? Um, well, I mean, in the Western Conference, I guess it's not really. I mean, we don't go by divisions. In the NFL, we, I mean, not really even in the NFL, we really don't. It's its really not very, I mean, Memphis is in the West. Memphis, Dallas, New Orleans, San Antonio, and Houston. I can see that. Now, that's the Southwest division of the Western Conference. So you got three teams from Texas, Dallas, San Antonio, and uh, Houston. You got New Orleans, which is right there, and Memphis. So, I mean... You're going to play more against your own divisional teams. That's that's the difference. And they try to, you know, in this day and age, I don't know why you try to keep travel at a, at a minimum, trying to save a little money. They all have their own charter flights. There's no, you're not saving any money. Texter hits us up on the Thornton's text line, says, who cares if the Lakers make the playoffs? Go Celtics. Oh, that's that sounds like me. I'm a Celtic <laughs> fan. Always have been. Um, and well, I don't want to say always. I have been since Larry Eugene Bird, and I know that's not his middle name, showed up on uh, on campus in Boston. He was great. Mr. Larry. My, my big Al the Fish argues with me. He, he's a Dr. J guy, Julia Serving. Best player ever. No, in my opinion, it's Larry. Now, I know it's Michael or LeBron. I'm not stupid. Or Kareem, you may be throwing there. But Larry Bird. He could take your heart out. Take your heart out. He'd tell you exactly what he's going to do. I'm going to take a jab step left and shoot a fallaway jumper right over top of you. And the guy would go, okay. And he'd do it. He'd do it. I heard a story yesterday where he bet a guy, he bet a, a guy on press row 20 bucks that he would bank in a three-pointer during a game. <laughs> Listen to this story. This is a great story. <laughs> Uh, Chris Ford, by the way, who played on those Celtics teams, passed away yesterday. So this is how this story came about. I think Chris Ford told the story one time. So Bird, they're at a, a visiting game, and he bets a guy twenty bucks. I'll, I'll make. I'll bank in a three pointer tonight. So the game's going on. Celtics have a big lead. They take the starters out. He hasn't banked in a three pointer. And Larry's on the bench, and the guy looks down from press row and and gives him the signal like, "You owe me some money." And Larry Bird. I was like, oh, man, I forgot all about that. Well, the the opposing team cuts the lead to seven in the fourth quarter with a few minutes left. They got to put the starters back in. In a close game, Larry Bird from the wing banks in a (laughs) three-point on purpose. Goes over, gets his 20 bucks from the guy after the game, and they win the game, but it wasn't a 20-point game when he did it. It was like a five-point game, and he comes down and – I guess I'm, I want. He didn't want to lose that twenty dollars. NBA p- players back in the day clearly weren't paid like they are now. Banked in a three. It's like betting one point four mil to win eleven thousand. All right, Indiana, Illinois tonight. Illinois, yeah, that was crazy. Illinois won four straight. Indiana just broke a three-game losing streak with an impressive win over Wisconsin. 
Six and a half is what I got right now. Scooter, what do you think? I think Indiana covers. I don't I don't necessarily think they win the game, but I think they'll be able to keep it close, especially if you've got Trace Jackson Davis playing like he has as of late. I mean, the guy's just been a monster. But put, he and Hutchinson the need back. help. Yeah, they do. has got to help those guys. And it ha- Geronimo did it last game. It's got to be Miller Cop tonight. Ooh. Got to be. I don't know if I want to bet on Miller Cop. Got to be Miller Cop. Illinois has been playing like we thought they were going to play earlier in the year. We need three threes out of Miller Cop tonight. That'll that'll cover? That'll cover. Will it win? If he hits four, it'll win. Four will win. <laughs> write this down. <laughs> we're going to talk about this tomorrow. Four Miller Cop threes and they win. All right. Three they cover. By the way, there's an NBA day game today. Chicago and Detroit in Paris. Paris. Accor Arena. Who schedules that? Chicago's a seven-point favorite. NBA TV, if you're looking for something to do today between 3 and 5 on NBA TV, it's the Bulls and the Pistons. Wait, they have a specialty game over in Paris, and it's on NBA TV? NBA what are TV. we doing? What's it supposed to be on at 3 o'clock? Why the would they not put that Which on ESPN? Probably, it's probably 8 o'clock at night over there. Yeah, I know that, but why not make it as, as most accessible as possible for everybody? Three of the four teams – I'm not even going to answer. That's Three wild. of the four teams uh, playing road games tonight in the NBA are favored including Brooklyn at Phoenix. That's the late game on TNT. Uh, the early game, 7.30, Golden State at Boston. Rematch of the uh, NBA Finals last year, which Golden State won. The uh, Celtics, however, are six-point favorites at home tonight against the Golden State Warriors. So uh, that's something to watch tonight. Uh, also, Bellerman is at Austin Peak. You can't watch it. I don't even think it's on ESPN Plus tonight. Both teams are 8-11. and 11. The Knights coming off an impressive win over Florida Gulf Coast on Saturday. They've got two games down in Tennessee this week, tonight at Austin P and Saturday at Lipscomb. Austin P, the Governors, are a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Scotty Davenport's Bellerman Knights tonight. Good uh, college game last night, late game, so you probably – Maybe you weren't paying attention, but Marquette ranked twentieth, beat twenty-second ranked Providence, eighty-three to seventy-five. It was a seven and a half point spread there. Scooter Vegas knows Man. what they're doing. Guys are good. They are really, really good. By the way, Big East, Big Twelve, SEC, Big Ten, ACC. Who's the best basketball conference right now? Who Big Ten? I think the Big Twelve right now. Has been. I might be a little biased. Well, you're completely biased. Beginning of the season, I would have said SEC, but they've kind of fallen by the wayside. Big 12 is. Uh, and I would make an argument, actually, for the Big East a little bit. Uh, SEC, right now, Joel Lenardi's only got five teams from the SEC in the tournament. Mm-hmm. He's got seven from the ACC, which I think is a weak year in the ACC. That's wild. Uh, Kentucky, he has. He had them. After the, this is kind of interesting to me, after the win over Tennessee, he moved them into last four in. After the win last night, or two nights ago against Georgia, he moved them back to first four out. Hmm. I don't know. I think Memphis got a win and moved ahead of them, or Northwestern moved, Northwestern's in the last four in. But he's got Kentucky first four out as of today. When I look at the Big 12, Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State, Texas, TCU, Baylor are six of the ten teams in the conference. They're all ranked. I'm going to go Big 12. Ed Peak, I think, will join me in studio tomorrow. 
if I'm <coughs> healthy enough to show up. See you then. Here's on Gordon. Instead of having him started, he's on the big action.